Here we go. Why not? That's it. Don't say why, say why not. That's what my um, old Spanish teacher used to tell me in high school. How did, did he say that in Spanish or in English? No, fuck no. Said it in English. <laughs> I feel like Just, he didn't set you up for success there. I, I cannot remember a word of Spanish. That's all right. <laughs> it's it's school in the UK. You know, you're gonna you're basically gonna learn how to pickpocket and survive. <laughs> That's all you got. You That's know, funny. but hey, mate, I gotta I gotta ask Purple Hair. First of I all, just, yeah. it looks fucking great. <laughs> Thank you. Like it suits you. You know when someone goes some wacky style and you're like, that's a bit wacky, but also you're fucking rocking it. Thank you. Well, I think like I've had it for that long that when I look in the mirror, I don't even really see the purple. It's like the weirdest thing because sometimes like people will really stare at me and mm. it'll take me a moment to be like, oh shit, I've got purple hair. Like, because it's just like, <laughs> it's normal. <laughs> it's so normal to me. I'm like, wait, that's not a normal hair color. But I've had it for like years and years. So it's just oh, part really? of my life. Yeah. I mean, it looks great. You know, Thanks. like I do the same thing. I look in the mirror sometimes. Like, oh, shit, I am blonde. Like, <laughs> I forgot about that. I forgot how blonde it gets, you know. But, hey, that's usually when I see the sun, which ain't that often. No, do you not get a lot of sun in New Zealand? Well, well now I'm in New Zealand, I get it. Yeah, but when I was back yeah. home, like, come on. Maybe yeah, one, yeah, once a year for 15 minutes. <laughs> oh, that's so sad. <laughs> Dude, the fitness industry, why why did we get into it? And, you know, I think um, the biggest thing that stood out before before I give you the reins and you've run off with it, before, the biggest thing that stood out was just being yourself and, like, being authentic, mm. right? So I guess a two-pronged question. One, why do you get yeah. into this thing called fitness, right? And then two, why, why is it important to be authentic? Cool. All right. Well, the fitness industry, I've been training for a, a really long time, like, I pretty much joined a gym when I was 16, but leading up to that, I was always like the girl that avoided PE. You know, I always mm. was randomly sick on the day where there was PE. And I, I grew up in Germany, so it was like a quite a bad culture. Like it was a very small school, really mean PE teacher. So I was really scarred from the whole thing. And um, when I was in my like early teens, I actually developed an eating disorder because, you know, I was like, oh, I'm going to lose a little bit of weight, you know, sort of how that cycle goes. And it developed into something bigger. So I ended up really anorexic, like quite underweight. And then I was trying to recover. And when I recovered, I was sort of finding that, you know, my body was ahead of my mind, right? Because you put on weight, but your mind like takes a lot longer to catch up. You know, I was in therapy, all that stuff, right? So when I was 16, I was like, I'm going to join a local gym to do yoga because I heard that yoga is a really good thing you can do to sort of just like relax your head, you know, all that stuff. Right. So join and did yoga, uh, went to my yoga classes, really loved them. And then I saw that people were lifting weights and there was, you know, I don't know if you know, body pump, you know, that uh, yeah, it's yeah, really yeah. like less meals classes. Like that was like all the rage back then. Right. Essentially just imagine like a whole bunch of mostly women in a room with little barbells, like lifting weights around. Right. And I was like, maybe I could do that. So started doing those classes and then I just really loved like the feeling of actually getting stronger after being so mean to my body for so long and always wanting to be smaller I was like wait this is this is good like being strong is good um so yes that's how I got into training and then I moved to Australia and over here body palm was really really big like was really having its moment so I actually became an instructor when I was 18 and then I was just 
fell in the fitness into the fitness industry. I did my personal training course, worked as a one-on-one PT for a while. And I just, I think I just really sort of like found myself through training, you know? Um, yeah. yeah. I love this shit. You know, <laughs> like people are kind of having the epiphany moment through, through training, right? It's, 100%. it's so beautiful. And it doesn't matter uh, what physical feat they did, right? It could have been yoga. It could have been Pilates. It could have been hiking or running. It could have been Olympic weightlifting. It could be crazy or it could just be something pretty small. But then they, they, you kind of find yourself, find your stride and you're like, oh, this is kind of who I am. It's like peeling back those 100%. layers. Right? Yeah. And I also feel like it's just, you know, I don't think people really understand like the level of confidence you can get from gym you know just from like putting that work into yourself and it's not to sound cliche but the whole like you versus you I think for me because I was always so scared of like team sports because I was so scarred from PE I never truly had something that was like oh it's just me like it's exercise but it's just about me um which I really loved so and yeah I think on that whole journey you know I think because I was trying to hide myself for so long when I was going through all that you know eating disorder stuff I just I just like started to learn that I really just like being true to myself. So like back to your second question, I'm just like, I just think life is too short not to show up as exactly who you want to be. Like if I want to have purple hair, I'm going to have purple hair. If I want to have a bunch of tattoos because they make me happy, I'm going to do that. And I see so many people who are just like so scared of what other people think of their appearance, you know, like constantly with my hair, people are like, I could never do that. And I'm like, of course you can. Like, just do it. Just do it. And you know what? The response is going to be more positive than not because usually when you show up authentically, other people want to do the same. And it's just like we have to do that so that other people can feel like they can do it as well. So that's why I think that's so important. Why do you think people get caught up in keeping up with the Joneses so often? Well, I think because because we always think the world revolves around us, right? So you always think that like someone else is going to yeah. look at you and just like suddenly going to have all these thoughts and it's going to be this whole big deal just because you, you know, decided to show up differently to them. But actually like everyone's world revolves around themselves. So I think that's where people go wrong, right? They think that if they do something different, it's going to just be like this crazy response from other people. But actually like it's not like that mm. because we're all caught up in our own business. Yeah, one of the greatest things uh, or pieces of advice I was ever told was no one gives a fuck about you. And yeah. it's just essentially if you like break it down, don't take it personally, of course, but like you kind of break no. it down. You're like, uh, actually, yeah, like people are just so stuck in the their own little bubble that nobody really cares. You know, as long as you don't like push them so far out of their way, like you can kind of do what you want in life and nobody yeah, really gives exactly. a shit. Yeah, and plus I always think like, as long as you're not intentionally causing harm or like trying yeah. to ruin other people's days, then it's like, just do what you want to do. Like mm. life is literally too short and they're not going to care. And usually if you do something that, you know, creates waves, like it's going to attract more people who respond positively, which is mm. awesome. Mm. How, how can we get more ladies acting like that? Cause that's usually they're usually a little bit more apprehensive, right? Especially to get into get into the weight room. Um, with dudes, they're a bit dumb. They they try things. <laughs> we we can get onto them later if we need to, but they're they're a little bit dumb. They just need to get slapped in the face. But with ladies, you gotta anecdotally, of course, it's just 
playing experience of just sometimes you got to molecule them a little bit more and you know, bring them in. you got to pull them out of their shell, right? How do we as coaches, how do we as people of just helping one another, friends, family, spouse, whatever, um, how do we encourage that? How do we encourage people to just be who they truly are instead of, well, without, sorry, pushing them, you know? Yeah, I think it's always just like it's figuring out what the barrier is, right? So, I mean, if you're a coach or you have a friend or it's just having that actual conversation and digging a little bit deeper and asking, like, what is it that is scary to you about that? For example, you know, like a lot of girls will have gym anxiety because, again, they think that the world revolves around them and everyone's going to be looking at them, which is not the case. But then when you dig deeper, it's like, well, you actually have that gym anxiety because you don't want to look stupid, quote, unquote. But that's just because of a lack of knowledge, because you go in there and you don't know what you're doing, right? So maybe for that person, it's just cool. We're gonna we're gonna do whatever it takes to make you feel like when you go in there, you're gonna know what you're doing. And then you just take that first step. And I think like with confidence and being yourself as well, it's just the more often you can just like show up just once briefly as that, it takes the fear out of it. So it's like confidence is just practice and just like doing something over and over and then eventually you're like oh this is what I do now this is like how I show up now so but I think it's yeah it comes down to having a conversation with the individual to try and figure out like what exactly is the barrier mm. confidence is built off competence right and that usually means you got to take the first step you know yeah, and, and repetition it, as well just like it's just practice and then it's making a habit right yeah it's that, it's that first one. It's it's that initial, you said the gym anxiety, right? And I think that's a perfect example, like that initial fear. You know, I work out of um, a CrossFit gym, right? And it's you know, shorts are usually up. People are half naked, throwing barbells around, sweating. Like it just looks, it you looks nasty, right? It's yeah. crazy. They're just, they're just throwing shit around the place, running in and out. And people are like, what the fuck are these psychos doing? <laughs> you know, I'm like, well, yeah, we are psychos. Like I, I agree. Um, but it's also like, come on, you've got to get in the door, you know, mm -hmm. and I, I find that our job is to take as many horses to water, you know, but yeah. eventually that horse has got to drink, you know, we can't do the work for, for people. They've got to do it themselves. Exactly right. Exactly right. And, I, but I think as well, like, it's so important, like what you said as well, get them through the door because often people make up these stories in their minds about what something is going to be like. And, you know, I do it as well. And you always think like, something's going to be such a big deal or so scary or so intimidating. And then you get there, you know, I'm sure with your gym, everyone's super fucking nice. So people probably walk in and they're like, oh, hang on, like all these sweaty people are actually amazing and they're motivating. And now this is a place where I want to be. But you would never figure that out if you didn't take the first step. 100%. At the end of the day, people just want to get a sweat on. They want to somewhat take a step towards their goal, right? Whatever that may be, it doesn't really matter. And also talk a little bit of shit, right? And just have a smile on the face because life's too stressful enough as it is, you know. It's, this ain't super serious at the end of the day, guys. We're not going to the Olympic Games. We're not making money out of this. You know, well, exactly. I am, but I'm still at the front not working out, you know. Like, so it's like, let's just talk a little bit of shit. Let's just have a good yeah. time, get a high five and a piss off. I'll see you tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, I love that. But that, that's, that's another thing. It kind of sparked a, a light bulb moment, right, that I... um. I play around with a lot in terms of the soft skills of coaching, right? Like mm -hmm. people skills. And especially yeah. with, I know we're communicating via the internet now, which is great, but especially because this is the way everybody does things. 
right? And then obviously COVID, like we're, we're only just coming out the ass end of it socially, I found. Yeah. People are still super standoffish. And I'm like, what yeah. the fuck is wrong with people, man? Like how we, we need to talk to one another. Like that's how mm -hmm. we get people through the door. You know, us out in the community, going, getting coffee. How are you doing? You're all right. What, why are you wearing like gym clothes? It's 9 a.m. Aren't you supposed to be going to work? It's like, oh, well, yeah, I kind of work out of the gym. You know what I mean? Oh, weirdos. Yeah. Like, no, no, it's, 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 it's a friendly environment. And it, and it, we need those soft skills, right? And I talk to people and I think that's, really really fucking important i think it's the majority of our job yeah i think i think it's the majority of everything in life right because like i feel like communication and being able to connect with other people just is the foundation for everything mm. whether you're a coach or not i like that <laughs> i like that you know it's we put so much chips in a basket of the hard skills you know what's what's your mm. degree what's your fucking this, that, and the other. What's those letters on a piece of paper that you did when you sat down in the exam hall and scribbled on another piece of paper, right? And I'm like, what? What's going on? I don't understand this. Like, this isn't, yeah. this doesn't make any sense. Like, it doesn't get anything done. We're testing something that never gets put into practice, you yeah. know? And it's, um, again, I think, I think it lies on us, you know? I think the fitness industry is like the base of, of society, essentially, because we're the first ones hopefully you come to us before you go to the gp not when there is an initial problem but before there's a problem arise right yeah and then also we're, usually we're a little bit nuts upstairs so we can go out and just talk to people don't 100 you know, yeah we're on. people people we're we? crazy man. <laughs> yeah we're nuts you know but you know it's it's on us I, I take a lot of responsibility in our industry i think it's i think it's an incredible thing it's a privilege to be a part of it yeah, I agree. And I think it is, it is on us to break down those barriers as well and like break those stigmas that people have around, you know, going to the gym or maybe why training is for them and why they should start. I think we have such an important job to do in that way because so many people have just written off exercise or gym saying like, it's not for me, but actually it's like, it is, it's for everyone. Like in some way, or form it's for everyone that doesn't mean that everyone needs to go and do crossfit that doesn't mean that everyone needs to become a bodybuilder but it's like there's not a single person who wouldn't benefit from working on their health and fitness through exercise as 100%. you know just do something just do your fucking yeah. thing it doesn't matter what it is you can sit in your chair and wave your damn arms around until you get a sweat <laughs> on for all i care i don't care play the maracas you know walk on your hands practice some gymnastics i don't care what you do man just <laughs> I wish Whatever. I could walk on my. Oh, it's it, yeah, it's fun. It's not pretty, but it's fun. But it's 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 a nice, nice little party trick, you know. Love that. Out in the club, you next thing you know, someone does a split. You're like, well, that's definitely not happening. I'll just kick up upside down. <laughs> Great. Now you're giving away all your secrets. Well, you know, it happens. What else are you gonna do on a Tuesday afternoon? Exactly. <laughs> you know, if you're not in the gym, you gotta be in the club. I'll get behind that. I'm fucking with you. <laughs> <laughs> but uh what is what is the biggest thing coaching has taught you i think just the importance of personalization you know because not no two people are the same and i think it's so important to know like you said before how to connect to different people and also because i think coaching you know it's like there are some things where it's like one size fits most in the sense yeah. of you know hey, you want to get stronger on your bench? Like, 
here's a program that will make most people stronger on their bench, right? Yeah, yeah. But um, and that's fine. But it's being able to pivot as well, depending on the individual. And that's both in terms of their physical ability, or maybe they have like injuries, stuff like that. But then it's also like there might just be some things they absolutely fucking hate. And if you are trying to push your one size fits most approach on that person and they fucking hate it, then they're not going to do it. Right. And the goal should be to give to give people something that they want to do long term. So, yeah, I think that's to me like the biggest thing is just finding that balance between like between having something that just works and having something that works for the individual and being able to talk to people and figure out like how we need to adjust so that it can be part of their life long-term. Because to me, like that's the biggest goal. I want to equip people so that, you know, after they've worked for me for a while, they're still going to hit the gym. Like I don't want it to be like, cool, I did Maureen's program and now now I'm no longer motivated. Now I don't didn't really like it, so I'm not going to continue. Do you know what I mean? So I think it's just that, finding that balance. Yeah, for sure. Like you, you, we're trying to put ourselves out of a job, right? Essentially. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. You know, if we're still, if we train someone three times a week and everything's going great and then we're still training them three times a week, eight years later, I would stand on the uh, side of the argument of, have you done your fucking job? I was like, no, because exactly. that person is still an imbecile and doesn't know what they're doing, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so just teach them something. It's like if I go into an accountancy firm or Google or whatever, I don't nothing. Like I am that infant. You got to teach me everything, right? Well, yeah, that's what an intern's job is to learn things. And essentially we're doing the same thing. We got to teach them, you know, there's what, what did we surpass 8 billion people or something crazy like that? We've not got any competition. You know, yeah. there's a lot yeah, of people exactly. in the fitness industry, but we've not got any competition. There's enough people out there that are unhealthy, that are sad, that are, they want to improve, but they don't know where to start. There's enough fucking people out there. And as well, I think it's important to remember as a coach, you know, when when you get distracted by maybe the competition, it's like there's only one you. There's only ever one you. And there are going to be people that connect to you better than anyone else, even if there's thousands of people offering exactly what you offer. No one is offering that as you. Mm-hmm. So I think that goes into it as well. And it's just having that confidence and knowing that, like, firstly, there's only one you, so only one person can offer what you have to offer. And secondly, like you said, there's always going to be people in need of this type of service. So we need to be setting people up to be independent, knowing that we're going to have more clients down the track. Always, man. There's always people that need help with health, right? And we yeah. know that health is just kind of the surface level. When you start peeling that back, this habitual things in there there's psychological things in there there's family things in there there's trauma there's all that type of stuff right you're like yeah okay like that's a long road you know and there's a lot of people dealing with a lot of that stuff whether it wherever they are along that spectrum and that journey right it's like yeah we're just kind of the first the first people you know like hey how you doing you all right like give them a high five give them a hug fist bump you know, talk a little bit of shit, stand in and shout in their face if you need to, give them a little 100%. hug if you need to. We're just kind yeah. of that that kind of jack of all trades, you know, and then we're just going to delegate and very respectfully punt them to uh, different sides of the industry and be like, maybe you need a physio, maybe you need a counsellor, maybe you need to go see whatever, right? And Yeah, exactly. That, yeah. That's our job. We're kind of like the doorman. Just like, now nah, you're not on the guest list, so like, go, go away, go somewhere else. <laughs> Choose. yeah I do feel like we become a bit of like a yeah we sort of 
become a bit of like a secretary for like the rest of their health journey as well. But in a good way, you know, because it's like you're the first been able to create that connection point. So then it's like exactly what you said. So like, cool, maybe there's some things where my scope ends, but like, yeah, go see your physio, do this, but then let's work together. So now you can actually tackle all this stuff that affects your health. And I'm just going to be here to help you manage it and sort of like make sense of it all. Mm. And I'll tell you what, I'll go a little bit further and say like one of the best things is turn around to someone and say, you know what? I don't know, but I know someone who's probably going to exactly. know. Here you go. Yeah. Yeah. And like, you just, you, you just showed this person respect. There's like, I could bullshit you and take your dollars, but I'm not going to. Right. And then you've developed exactly. that relationship and they're like, you know what? This person's kind of all right. You know, that's, that's cool. You know, you could have just sold them some bullshit diet plan or some bullshit fucking whatever. Right. And you're just like, well, no, I'm okay. You know, there's easier yeah. ways to make a book than the fitness industry. I agree with that so much as well. And I actually do that a lot because, for example, you know, I, I only do group coaching in person. I only do online coaching one-on-one. And sometimes people will come to me and, like, I know they need an in-person trainer, you know, because online coaching isn't for everyone. I think especially when you're a complete beginner, if you are not very good at moving, you know, if you have a lot of injuries, like, you're probably going to be better off rocking up to a gym, seeing a personal trainer in person and working with them because they are actually going to help you move as well as you can. And I think like being able to say that as an online coach is really important because as much as I would love to take on everyone and work with everyone, it's ultimately about what's best for the client. Yes, 100%. You know, we have to be better at delegating, you know, and then we work together, you know. It's like, oh, yeah, hey, exactly. I, might have, I might have an athlete who, you know, is a middle-aged lady and i'm like okay great like i can also obviously coach this lady and i'm like well maybe she has wants to be coached by a lady i was like well here you go chief like i got a lady here yeah. she likes your vibe blah, blah 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 you're probably gonna suit each other there you go you know and it might be the other yeah. way around right and with working together to what help people that's why we got into this thing you know, if we wanted to make fucking money, we'll be on OnlyFans or something. You know, it's like, <laughs> exactly. I don't know. There's easier ways to make a buck, mate. You know, like you don't have to get up at four o'clock in the morning. You know, you don't have to stay there and do 12 hours of work for eight hours of pay or six hours of pay. You know, we've, we've all done the, the, the yeah. shit side of the industry, right? Where you're like, yeah. I'm technically making less than minimum wage. I was like, how is yeah, this legal? Yeah. You're like, well, I don't know, mate. Like, but yeah. We're kind of I holding think it's people up. It's definitely an industry that you get into because you love it above everything else. And if you're not in it because you love it, then you're probably not going to last as well because yeah, yeah. it's, it's not all sunshine and unicorns. 100%. Like there's some crazy stat, right, coming out of the coming out of the UK where it was like 95% of freshly qualified PTs quit the industry, like change industries within one year. 95%. Oh, yeah. I think it's, I thought it was even less, like, because I've worked in, you know, so many different parts of the industry, like managing PTs and all this different stuff. And like six months was like good, considered good. And, you know, if someone said past six months, it's usually like, cool, you're probably going to stay longer. But yeah, it's, I don't think we're really equipping trainers with like everything that they need to get started. No. And I think, um, I don't think the commercial model helps you know, setting up where you've got to rent the space as a sole contractor. They've barely even yeah. got a pube on the nutsack. You know, they don't know how <laughs> to talk to people. They've got yeah. zero athletes under their belt. 
right? And then you're charging them an extra 150, 200 bucks a week. Plus they got to pay their own fucking rent. You're like, what the hell is going on? Why are we paying to work? You know, this doesn't make any yeah. sense. You know, and yeah. then you've got to then help the place. It's like, no, no, you're just taking advantage of these people. And they're usually yeah. 18, right? 19, you know, fresh out of bloody the mom's house. You're just like, Christ, yeah. just <laughs> let's just look after these people. So I would, I would, I would uh, really advise people if they're getting fresh into the industry, go to a small independent gym mm -hmm. and work out of there for a while. Like kind of earn your stripes. You know, we got to earn the stripes in every industry, right? You know, go clean the toilets, make sure everything's neat and tidy, learn the yeah. market inside, talk to people, you know, and then if you really wanted to do the commercial model and try and get some numbers or that's your, you like to just see volume of people, crack on, man, go do your thing. But, um, I agree with that so much. I agree with that so much because I think as well, like, especially in our industry, it's like you never stop learning either. So especially when you first start as a coach, I think you need to put yourself in an environment that's like where you have a lot of opportunity to learn and you're actually sort of in the more like intimate environment where maybe there is someone who can sort of mentor you because, you know, the course is so short. Like we we can't stop learning when we finish our course. Like it just doesn't yeah. work. It's like, your, yeah. it's like your driver's license, right? Like you you start learning yeah. how to drive once you have your 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 license. It's the same yeah. thing. You start learning yeah. how to coach people once you're actually doing it. You know, yeah, like exactly. the, the test kind of gets your insurance ticked off. You know, it, it says you're, you're not completely dumb. You know, it's yeah. like, okay, sweet. <laughs> like I can put pen to paper and I can kind of spell my name. You're like, well done, mate. Like, here you go. Here's your, here's your yeah. certificate. And I'm like, thanks. <laughs> like, yeah. let's let's crack on now it was a long time ago when i did mine like my company went bust like years really? ago yeah 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 years oh ago. wow how long are we talking how long ago uh my pt yeah 10 years ago maybe yeah i think that's about the same as me actually yeah 24 so 11 years yeah 10 years ago and then my crossfit was about eight Nice. Hey, on uh, yeah, seven or eight, something like that. Nice. Yeah, but um, I think you've just got to keep searching for new certs, right? And then just like send the coach an email, yo, like I'd like your vibe on Facebook or whatever, Instagram. It might sound a little mm -hmm. creepy and weird, but I don't, <laughs> I don't know what people do these days, man. I just talk shit. <laughs> if you take it, you take it. If you don't, fuck it, whatever. And um, just be like, oh, hey, I'd love to, like, learn from you or whatever. Can we talk shop? Yeah. We've got, we've all got, we're all passionate about it. We've all got spare half an hour, you know. Yeah. And I think that's it. It's like connecting with people because there's so many different opinions. You know, there's so many different ways that someone can approach their fitness journey. So really figuring out, like, where you sit in that mm -hmm. and then connecting with people who are also on that path I think is really powerful just to learn from each other. Cause I think there can be a lot of noise as well and it can get really overwhelming. Cause you're like, fuck this. Like at any given time, there's like countless different ways to get the same result, which is awesome. Um, but I think it's just knowing like what you stand for as well. And then also making sure it's based on actual evidence and things that work. Yeah, for sure. Especially dudes. I think we need to ask uh, female coaches how they navigate certain things. A little yeah. bit more because you know I mean, everybody's walked into a gym right and you've seen like an array of coaches even if it's just their pictures on the wall and the ladies seem more open and warm the dudes mm -hmm. look like all they train is biceps 
and they want to <laughs> rip your head off, right? And you're like, yeah. what? And you want to charge me a hundred bucks an hour? Go fuck yourself, son. Like I'm yeah, not, yeah. I'm not giving you that, mate. Like you just look like arrogant, right? And they're like, yes, you need to understand the the kind of vibe you're giving off, right? And how do you do that? You go ask someone. Yeah, that's right. Especially when a when a lady comes in and wants to get coached, like you've got to be super careful. It's on them. You know, the job is not about you, as in the coach. It's about the athlete, right? You have to adapt the way you present yourself sometimes. I can't jump in and say cunt, shit, and fuck to everybody. Well, actually, I do, Thank but that's, that's a different story. <laughs> not always going to land the same. Yeah. No, it's not always going to land, you know, and, like, sometimes it doesn't land, and I'm like, okay, if it's really an issue, please pull me up on it, and I'll do my yeah. best to shave the top 5% off, but... Like, yeah, it's going to come out anyway, you know, that's. But that also comes back to just like you being yourself and then knowing that you are not for everyone. I think there's a difference between like just accepting like, cool, I like you're happy with being yourself. You're not for everyone. And but you're going to be really for some people Um, and then slightly being able to adjust your communication style, depending on the person. I think both are important. (laughs) Yeah. I'm kind of the guy who walk into a corporate scene and be like, right, cuts, how's things? You know, uh, yeah, I think it lightens the mood. I think that's great. Hundred percent. You know, like if it's either gonna land or it's gonna land straight on the floor. But either way, I'm gonna be walking out laughing. Yeah, that's right. And like, also, it says more about the other people than you if they're offended by that. So yeah, come on, man. You know, there's a lot more serious things in the world. Like, there's legitimate still poverty in the frigging world, and you're getting like all your knickers in a twist for the vibrations coming out of my mouth. You're like, come on, son. <laughs> like. You got some weird perspective on life, man, you know, but hey, maybe I do too. Dude, I got got three questions. Mm -hmm. What's the greatest piece of life advice you've ever received? The greatest piece of life advice, and this is probably, I think it's just to show, show up as yourself so that other people can show up as themselves too. And I think that's the greatest piece of advice because, I've just seen it be true so often. Um, And, you know, that's like sort of my favourite thing about when people reach out to me and they're like, and I've had that effect on them where in some way I've empowered them to do something that like they've always wanted to do or like, you know, yeah, it's colour their hair, you know, or like just actually like become serious about the gym Um, because they follow me or because they've been around me like that. I find so awesome and like I just see it like true time and time again. So I think that's probably the best piece of advice. Mm. It's the Coach Carter quote, right? I don't know. Is it? Yeah, there's nothing enlightened about playing small so that other people don't feel insecure around you. Yeah, I love that. You know, it's just just shine. Just do your fucking thing. Be you. Be you, man. It's beautiful. Like you, somebody just doing their thing and like proper into it, whether they're painting coaching you know typing into a computer or cutting grass right it if it's their thing they just shine yeah exactly it's so pretty to watch like a human being just kind of lit lit up you know just kind of throwing that energy out into the world it's stunning man like just just yeah it's inspiring yeah do your thing and fuck everybody else (laughs) but still be nice to them (laughs) yeah yeah sure but i mean if they don't if they don't like it you know, and they're trying that's to right. push you down, fuck them. Yeah. You know, go out with a hard yeah. dick and your middle finger held up high. That's all that matters, you know? Yeah. That's okay. Love Question that. two. What mm-hmm. is the worst piece of life advice you've ever received? Uh, 
And that would have to be this golden nugget from my dad, which oh. is always expect the worst so that you're not disappointed. Because um, it's like pretty much the opposite to how I live my life because yeah. I just don't think that, I just think that sets you up for a miserable life and um, I prefer to have a happy life. So I tend to be like a little bit over-optimistic, but, you know, usually like I just figure that you either, because there's so much, there's so much joy in expecting a good outcome you know and sometimes because that's how our brain works as well like the outcome and the joy leading up to the outcome are almost equal right so I figure I may as well spend all that time like excited and happy and then you know what if it doesn't go my way then it's still an opportunity for learning and like we always get through we always you always get past it like something doesn't go your way it's fine like ultimately you'll be okay but at least you didn't also waste all that time leading up to it being miserable so that's why I think that's the worst piece of advice. Mm, I like that. I like that a lot. Trying to be more optimistic, you know. That's definitely yeah. something that um, the leaf I've turned over in the past few years, 100%. You know, that's getting great. out of getting out of home, you're like, ah, maybe you don't have to be fearful of the worst thing anymore. You know, you can you can kind of hope for the best. And I also know, feel like the older you get, like the older you get, the more things you have under your belt that you think, were really tough and then you're like I made it through every single one of them mm -hmm. and I think that's the thing is like just knowing that you're always going to be okay no matter what happens like you're always going to be okay so I think that's a really powerful thing but you sort of need to age and like go through more shit to realize that yeah okay that's actually true mm. it's kind of like you have to prove to yourself that you're hard to kill right 100 <laughs> percent mm. uh okay final question what are the three words you tell your younger self Three words, as in like a short sentence or? Up to you, Chief. You can go short sentence. You can go three kind of packing their own punch. Ooh, this is so hard. Um, I think I think it would probably be like you are strong mm. um, because I don't think my younger self felt like that. And I think, I think like strength in a lot of ways, like, just knowing that like you're strong, like you're, and that's what you're going to take into your future. And it's both like not physical, not just physical, but like mentally resilient as well. Um, Cause I think, yeah, specifically thinking back to like my early teens, you know, when I was like struggling with all that stuff, that's really what I didn't feel. I didn't feel strong in any way or resilient. So I think that's what I would tell my younger self. Man, that's beautiful. Yeah. Thank you so much. This has been a fucking honor and a privilege. It's been so great. Thank you so much. Thank you. I'll always talk shit and shop whenever you want. You know, you're always welcome Love back. That. Love that. And if you ever make right. it across the pond in New Zealand, just throw it down. Just throw some weights around. We'll do a CrossFit workout. I'm already scared. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Look, I'll try to try. I'm scared too. <laughs> or we could do a body pump instead, you know, like the pink dumbbells. <laughs> I think I've graduated from that now. I think it still kicked my ass. I'm not gonna lie. Like it's it's still hardcore. You know, I'll still get 100%. a sweat on. Hundred percent. Well, dude, thank um, you so much, and you have uh, you have a great day, and we'll speak soon. All right, see ya. Thank you. Bye, everybody.